There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna rise right out of the ground. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. Well, look way down the river, and what do you think I see? I see a band of angels, and they're coming after me. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Good evening. A dark, stormy evening, and welcome to the Halloween special, fourth time around. I, as always, am your host, Ross Holsaver. To the left of me, from our satellite studio in Tehran, Gregory Clyde Wolf II. Greg, how are you? Hey, good, good. The air spring's going well over here. We're uh, making good strides. Good, good. And then to the right, we always have Michael Mayla from Irving, Texas. Mike, how are things? Hey, it's going. It's yeah. going uh, great. <laughs> That's good. You sound excited to be back after so long. I am very excited. We're back. We're back again. Yeah. And uh, I think it's been two know. years. I think that's right, isn't that? Didn't we start this two years ago? It's been a while. Yeah, about I went that. off. Did yeah. my, I did my own thing yeah. a little bit? Yeah, your independent one-man podcast, uh, in which you just remain silent for forty minutes. Uh, brilliant. It didn't yeah. 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 Well, the women liked it. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Like I had a lot of people um, who came up to me telling me it was awesome. Great. Uh, um, right. Oh, good. So I think uh, we figured we start off a little uh, the Halloween show with uh, kind of a Halloween roundtable, kind of myth versus fact. And uh, what I've done is I've dug up a bunch of bizarre stories. Some of them are true. Some of them are false. And you guys get to guess which one is true and which one is false, and they're all about Halloween. Greg, you ready, mm. buddy? Yep. Okay. Let's see here. The first documented case of zombieism happened in 1962 when a man by the name of Clairvaux Narcy was declared dead, buried, and then was spotted staggering around his home village 18 years later. Hmm. I'm going to go, uh, this was actually reported, but it's not real. Okay. Because, you know, a lot of those little countries down there, you know, they, they have a lot of superstitions, and maybe someone saw him walking. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think, yeah. So I'm going, it was real, but it wasn't real. Yeah, you you're right. It was, it was actually reported like that. Um, although, of course, uh, you know, it's, it's remained to be seen. 18 years is a long time. Maybe he just got lost. Well, unless the shadow wow, zombie so this guy actually. Who knows what happens yeah. when we die. That's why we bring on you, Mike, to kind of explain those big questions to us. Right. Explain the yeah, answers. I think yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. Well, uh, Mike, here's one for you. Upon reporting a series of bizarre dreams and occurrences to local officials and police and authorities and receiving no further help, a Culver City man dug up the foundation of his basement only to discover a skeleton of an unknown victim. Dug up a skeleton of an unknown victim. That's right. And I gotta say, whether this is fact or fiction, that's right. Gosh, um, and because he was having dreams about that's it. That's right. Yeah. Um. Well, I I do think that dreams can like tell us stuff about the truth about the real world. Sure. Um. Yeah. 
I'm going to go with fact on this. Okay. Actually, had... Yeah. Yeah. It's actually just the, the plot of Stir of Echoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, false. Wait, so do you Greg, really do it? In the, uh, no. in the 19th century, uh, a man by the name of William Tebb tried to compile all the instances of premature burial from medical sources of the day. And he managed to collect 219 cases of buried alive or premature burial and 149 cases of actual premature burial. Oh, yeah. I'm sure someone was in a deep coma and they couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I bet that's true. Yep, you're absolutely right. Indeed it is. 219 of near and 149. It's like only since like the, you know, 20 late 20 mid 20th century did we really understand like yeah you know the depth of coma and whatnot like it was just still magic to like 1900 like they still worried about running too fast they thought the three minute mile was going to kill him when he was when they attempted in nonsense like that so it is it is three minute miles surprise. that's crazy that's right yeah three minute mile that's you know who or like they said going faster than 35 miles per hour would kill you just just <laughs> nonsense so i'm not surprised at all someone right. who was actually deep coming like he's got to be dead you know <laughs> put him on so, in they put a, you know <laughs> put him in the ground reduce the surplus population let's move on you know i i, I just think uh i think that was the uh the standard operating procedure back then so yeah doesn't surprise me okay uh mike and uh, so, Greg, you've gotten both of yours correct, and uh, Mike, yes, sir. you've mistaken a Kevin Bacon movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Oh man. <laughs> okay, this is uh, on the belief that the brain and uh, maybe some uh, some brief eye movement goes on after you are beheaded. We have this. One of the earliest and best known proofs of this came from a Dr. Bureau who conducted an experiment on a French murderer named Lanjou. And after he was guillotined, Lanjou's eyes and mouth continued to move for five to six seconds, at which point he appeared to pass on. But when Bureau shouted the subject's name, Lanjou's eyes popped open. What? I, you know, I've heard, of, I've heard something about this. Yeah. Um, about how, like, no, but I, I think it sounds like it's weird, like it wouldn't be true, but... <laughs> I think because I know like some things do live on when you do like you do live for a little bit. Like when you cut a chicken's head off, it runs around for a That's while. True. Yeah, good call. Um, and I think we're close enough to like chickens to where the same thing would happen. Okay. I'm going to go with fact. It is. That's right. This yeah. fact. I heard that true. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. We'll go, uh, we'll go one more piece here. Maybe uh, maybe Greg will miss one. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> the Hans's Homes kitchen in Calvert, Maryland, was the site of a grisly murder. In that kitchen in the fall of 1978, a woman was stabbed to death by an unknown assailant. And every year on the van anniversary of her death, a blood spot appears in the kitchen on the very spot she was murdered. Um, wow. How many years ago? Uh, it was 1978. Yeah, I'm gonna That's go with yes. Idea. Some some jerk probably is trying to scare people. Uh, yes, that's true. That was actually reported. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, but again, it's just some crazy of course, person. Of course, but nonetheless, we're, we're picking these out of the paper here. So good job, <laughs> uh, Greg. You went three for three. All, All right. right. You ready to try and go for you know at least uh, the majority, right? Yes. Okay. I can't. <laughs> you sound can't confident. You sound confident. I like that. 
Uh, in 2003, three urban explorers or urban historians had gone to photograph the Fairbanks Hotel in Asbury before it was torn down. All three disappeared and their bodies were never recovered. What was the name, Mike Mala? Asbury. <laughs> True or false, Mike? True or false? Uh, it sounds like it could be true because mm. people do get murdered um, and their bodies are not found. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I really want to be Craig Wolf. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't. I'm going to go with. I'm going to. Uh, he's a smart guy. Don't get me he's, wrong. Yeah, no, he's tough. But. He's an idiot, and I have to right. make a fool of him publicly. Um, I'm going to go with true fact. Actually, it's the plot of a David Morrell novel. <laughs> I've never read that. So you missed two out of three. Greg, all three right. Greg, you win. Good job, buddy. Yeah, thank you. All right, so I figured we might as well, uh, we might as well do a, a brief versus round. Okay. Sure. After all, we haven't yeah. done that in a little while. Um, so we'll just do a lightning versus round for those of you at home who are playing the home, board, or dice game. This is where we ask Gregory Clyde Wolf to entities, to creatures, to robots of some kind, where they battle each other, and Greg will decide who wins. Um, and Greg, are you ready? And don't forget, I get a Pyrrhic victory. one Pyrrhic victory, that's right, which is a costly, it's too costly of a victory. Right. So, um, Gregory, are, are you ready to play? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, round one, uh, the devil as played by Al Pacino mm-hmm. versus the creepy guy from across the street, and you're sure something's not right. Well, I, I think the power of Pacino's devil is his ability to yell a lot. Mm-hmm. And he does try to make these reasonable arguments because he's a lawyer, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh and the crazy guy doesn't really understand English, I'm presum- presumably. You or if he know. does, he just he just speaks just gibberish. Probably a stone. So I, or yeah, probably. In the burbs. What were they in the burbs? I think they were Latvian, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with the crazy homeless guy beating the devil played by. Um, now, if it was his better self, his younger acting self, like in you know Godfather, Godfather Two. Never forget about. You might have a different story there, but. Um, all right. Uh, the hoo-ha devil does not win. No. That's right. It is the creepy guy from across the street where you're sure something's yes. not right. Um, they always win. Uh, they say they're from Illinois, but their car has Tennessee plates. Yeah. Can never trust that. There is. Hey, no Sounds joke. Right. There is someone with Tennessee plates in our parking lot. All right. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> real. Um, right. Um, Team Wolf. And this could be... We'll say I'll let you decide which Team Wolf it is. Uh, Team Wolf versus me, Mike. Versus Mike Mail. Is, is this the new Team versus Wolf? Myself. Is this the new MTV Team Wolf? Or could be. the Michael J. Fox one? Um, it could be whichever one you want it to be. Well, I think... I was thinking have... it's the older... Well, yeah, I was thinking it's the older one. Oh, okay. Well, see, I was going to say you probably have a better chance being the new MTV one because, you know, he's still like a – like the whole show is about angst and teenage nonsense like that. And you're, could, you could probably depress this kid so much, you know, by just right. telling him stories of your life. 
and or your complaints about yeah. you know the heat in your apartment and stuff, I think you could probably just like lull yeah. animal to sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I just or I just make up a some start gossiping about him at his high school. And right, and if you take off your shirt, you're so hairy that he might mistake you in front of the werewolf. <laughs> so, um, right. I think either way, I think Mike's going to win this. I like that. Fair enough. I like that. Because I think I could take on a werewolf in real life. Though. Yeah. So I, think, I mean, you're you're similarly complected, I think. It's right. Important to remember. Um, I'm extremely stealth-like. Yeah. Too. Don't forget. Like, I can move really quickly in the darkness. Okay, excellent. Well, we all know that uh, that Mike can indeed beat a werewolf. So, <laughs> yes, two right. for two. Um, okay, we're going to go with uh, Jason Voorhees uh, from the Friday the 13th films versus the Edgar Winter Band. Um, now, the Edgar Winter Band, of course, big synthesizers. They, they, they wrote Free Ride. Have, yeah, did they have two twin uh, Bino guys? Uh, they did. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but they win. Period. I mean, they they would scare, you know, because they they probably had that weird eerie twin power. You know, mm-hmm. they probably just stare at you, and then they had those red eyes. I, yeah. I'm get, yeah. No, no doubt in my mind. That's true. That good winter band has never lost, uh, ever, <laughs> ever. Not in <laughs> not a, they they will continue to live on. Uh, poets will write odes to them. How they beat Jason Voorhees. Yeah, no, I'm going at your winner, man. Three for three, of course. Thank you. All right. All right, uh, Greg. Uh, Sookie Stackhouse. Yeah, oh, God, yes. Blood. We all know her. Um, versus, this is another interesting one. Now, just go with me on this. Sookie Stackhouse versus you, mm. Greg Wolf. Hmm. Hmm. Um... Yeah, this is this is a good one because I hate nothing like I hate True Blood. Oh, I love me some True Blood. Let yeah. me tell you, I know. But that's fine yeah. television show. It's part of your sadness. That's the, the, it, the oh well, it entertains me. Sure, yeah. sure. And well, I mean, because so you're a 13 year old girl, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so a werewolf girl. I'm a check. I'm this glad is, that man. Twilight is is where really where it's where it wins there. Yeah. Yeah. Greg and I have to good. Yeah. Uh no, I'm gonna go uh I think I would win that battle just because um well damn. She's See, a is, and she's got her womanly ways. Yeah. Well, forget that for a second. She can read my she mind. Has, so she can there's she can. that. She can read my mind. She's like, shining. I like how Greg is practical about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I think yeah. If if and and her powers, her like you know, she has powers over the over the uh, supernatural. She can zap people with her she's, hand. Yeah, and she's a waitress. She's a waitress in Louisiana, so you know she knows how to deal with ruffians. She could, yeah. Um, but judging by the, the Louisiana uh, judicial code, um, I'm thinking I could probably sue her for <laughs> negligence or something yeah. at her at. In Bonton, you know, or like fake an yeah. accident. So and I'm pretty sure I could, I could hire a really sneaky Louisiana lawyer to win. Yeah, yeah. I think I could be Like Michael McConaughey and Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's probably down. And then I think he was also in the, the John Grisham movie with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, time to kill. Another like 
Louisiana lawyer. Sneak. Yeah, yeah, time to kill. Yeah, time to kill Snooky. So, um, yeah, time. Uh, yeah, I think I could beat Snooky. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Well, fair enough, Greg. I mean, this is this is of course, unless of course her vampire friends come, and then I'm I'm I lose. But uh, yeah. if it's a, if it's a fair fight between me and Snooky, I think I win. Four four. Nice job, Greg. Yeah. I will say this, though. If I was fighting Snooky, I think I would lose. Like Snooky from uh, Jersey Shore. Yeah. I don't think there's a chance I can win I don't win think man. that's an evil that can't be defeated by man. Yeah, all mankind must come together to defeat her, I think. I think, yeah. You have to sort of... I think that's when the Federation is formed, when they, when they join forces to destroy uh, Snooky. So. It's possible. Yeah. She's something else. Yeah. yeah. All right, nice job, Greg. You're apparently taking the whole, the whole evening. Um, winning the first game, winning the second game. <laughs> Uh, so Halloween. Yeah. Man. Scary. Yeah. If I'm winning. Pretty scary. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go with uh, Greg in the future. This is, of course, where Greg uh, theorizes or posits on something that's going on currently and it'll probably impact the future. Greg, what do you got for us? Well, you know, i got to say, in this whatever four months we've been off the air... There's so much stuff that happens in, in, in the future in the science world. Like, I really had to look hard to see what we could bring up because there's been so much. But uh, I would like to talk about my new iPhone 4S. Okay. Because I Good. finally came out of the dark ages and bought an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I one think of your new- last phone was like a Nokia 2. Oh, yeah. It was bad. It was yeah. a Walmart special. Anyway, uh, uh, so the new thing everyone's talking about is this new artificial intelligence personal Siri. assistant called Siri. Yeah. Now, what no one wants to really talk about is, if, well, I guess they are talking about it, but Siri was developed out of a program uh, developed by DARPA. Mm. And DARPA is the uh, super cool defense department research so, group. Uh, they call Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. They so were ones in Transformers like, 2 and 3, I think. Were they? Well, then yeah. we have we have the backing of those fine films. Naturally, uh, so like they developed they developed the internet. I think they developed. They're trying to work on all these nanotech stuff, and so they're a pretty cool outfit. So they worked on artificial intelligence, and that became what we know now as Siri. And Siri is uh, you a little sister in your phone. You ask it questions, it answers to you, and everyone's you know haha having fun with it, asking it where you know where to bury the bodies and stuff. Yeah. And she gives you options, but the problem is. The way I see it, every time Siri has to get a question, usually she goes out to the internet. Well, when she's doing that, she's logging somewhere in some deep, dark, wherever they keep Steve Jobs' frozen body, yeah. uh, all your queries. Whoa. And so it, it, it will learn about what programs you use, and it will learn, and it even will adapt to your accent to understand <laughs> you. So apparently. It has problems with people who just come over to the United. It, its English is only for like people who were born in this country. But otherwise, if you have an accent, it has trouble. Hmm. Huh? Yeah. White people. Right. Right. Exactly. Racist. Uh, it's racist. Yeah. It's a race. It's a racist AI. But the, so if you, I'm only wondering at what point does someone get you know arrested for uh, you know murder and they ask how many times you ask Siri about killing people you know what i'm saying like well sure they bring that up in trials all the time now they they search the hard drive and look at your google query query list yeah you know sure. and what if you and so my question is what if you were just joking around with Siri about how where to bury the bodies like yeah you know so the real question i just have is like yeah don't do that yeah well yeah but you shouldn't be joking okay, about fine. that stuff 
a serious right. world that Mike. Can you imagine if Mike was the overlord of this world? Oh God! Just cameras he, on every street and he corner. He would shun all technology. He would just think it's evil. So if he used it, he would automatically just, yeah, guilty. we would take it down. We'd be like, yeah, I don't trust it, and I don't trust his phone. I don't trust his Siri. Yeah, well, this I, is my point. I don't have an iPhone. It, it, I'm not getting it. It's whole, the whole point of this thing is to understand human language and give you exactly. answers. And it's all connected to learn from itself. At what point does this and thing become Skynet and kill us all? Like, that's my question. I know. This is yeah. what I'm saying. I, I, and I really, I'm really no. wondering if this is the beginning of the singularity. Or like, are we witnessing the beginning of it? Because we're, we're, We could already be in the middle of it, and we just don't know it. Don't you understand? Like, we could be in the middle, and that the robots or whatever have like programmed us not to know yeah right and, and normally I I enjoy, like, ravings anti-technology ravings but i think he might actually have a point on this one i don't know where this is going to end and at <laughs> yeah. some point you know mike my mike's luddite philosophy might save us in the end I, I, George, probably. this is why i've said i've said in the past i'm going to be like i imagine myself as like a prophet of some kind after like the world is destroyed I think yeah. I'm going to be one of those people that people turn to to be like, I don't know how to live without technology. What do I do? I'm going to be one of those people that's there to be like, I know what to do. I haven't been using it yeah. except to do a podcast once in a while. Every seven months. Or, or, or you're like the poor guy in Terminator 2 just gets poked in the head and dead, <laughs> dead instantly. <laughs> yeah. You, you, mean, I, you know, there's a problem with running away and, from – but you know, you're not kidding. I was listening to a uh, interview the other day. Don't remember where, but uh, this guy who works for the company that created this thing. What is it called? Siri. Yeah, S I R I. Yeah. Yeah. Siri. And what was scary is he didn't really sound like he knew what the possibilities of it were. Like he was saying, "Well, we think it's going to start like learning." I mean, that's like game over. Like yeah. once you start making stuff, you don't know what it's going to do. What if it turns out that um, it's sort of uh, it turns out to be like the plot of Highlander three? Uh, forgive me, but I did not see that wonderful film. What happens in Highlander? I, I 3? think that that was the one where they put up the dome to block the sun. <laughs> I think that was it. And uh, yeah, so, I, so yeah. So Siri, how what happens? How will Siri come into that? Well, I mean, I just, I just figured that that's the, probably the quickest way to kill all of us. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, this thing is learning is what the guy thinks. I think this is what it can do. Like, it can learn. I'm pretty shocked that you don't know Highlander 3. Well, yeah, yeah after the first one, you know, just because you got to watch the first one because, sure. you know, part of the canon. Uh, no, I never did. I mean, they are terrible movies. Yeah, no, they are. And yeah. and, no, yeah. but I watched um, I watched Halloween three this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you just jumped in on number three. Third movie of something. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't want to watch one or two or anything. You just like three is a good place to start. Yeah, it was on TV. Well, what so channel was it on? Like, could even show the grossness? Yeah. Brief tangent, uh, Walking Dead. Greg, have you watched that at all? You know, I haven't watched this new season yet. I need to catch up. I know it's. Oh, uh, it is good, though. Is gory. Here are my my just brief thoughts on on Walking Dead. Maybe brief Ross on television, and that it yeah. it's getting really kind of like Mike. Have you been watching it? Oh yes, yeah. it's pretty. It's pretty like a soap opera with zombies. Hmm. Go on. You mean 
Yeah, you know, like the, just the character interactions and developments are just kind of like, huh. There's a couple of characters that really annoy me in that show. Yeah. Both, of course, they're both women characters that I'm like. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't don't. trying to be misogynistic about it. What I, I was just suggesting uh, that like, it seems to be the kind of the <laughs> same, you know, like two or three guys rubbing up against each other for the whole season. Yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah. It's very. Um, like, I don't want to spoil yeah, anything. I, so I, I don't want to talk that. specifics because Greg hasn't seen any, any of the episodes. But I kind of feel like we've already done this part. But maybe. Well, is the comic like that? Uh, yeah, it is. That's a great point. You know, I read like one through eighty. I think is what it was. Yeah. Um, because we bought them on the up and up at a comic shop. Oh yeah, definitely. We we didn't, and uh, so I read all of them real <laughs> quick all. in about two days. And uh, yeah, it is very much like that. It is. The only difference is, I think, at the very. I mean, the big difference is that Shane's dead by the sixth comic. Oh really? Yeah. And uh, Shane, being, Shane being the uh, tro- state trooper who's saving them. Well, saving no, them. that's Rick, his, his buddy, his uh, oh, buddy who left okay. him in the hospital. So, uh, oh man. So that's that's like the big difference. So he would have been dead at the end of season one, I guess, because basically season one is, is and season two at the farmhouse. That's all I'm going to say about that. Is, is basically the yeah, I don't say anything. Okay, I didn't. I'm just saying that is basically the second the second <clears throat> uh, collection of six. Anyway, so a good a good yeah. show, but I'm, I'm sort of it is kind of like days days of our lives. With it's well done, but there there are some whining characters on there. Yeah, it's kind of it has like it has a hint of melodrama that's a little strange. Like, and that's yes. I guess that's best where I'll leave it. All right, Mike, I believe you have a, a, a dream interpretation for us. I do. <laughs> so <laughs> so is this, guess- a, is this a, this is the scariest thing that we'll do all night. And this is going to be our last segment. Uh, yeah. So we, we've done this once before where I have, you know, I have every once in a while I have a dream mm-hmm. and it's not very often, but I figure, you know what? Dreams mean something. Yeah. And, and sometimes other people telling other people it's the best way to find the meaning. Mm-hmm. And I do on a, you know, the last show we did, I had a dream about finding a baby, an infant in, on Long Island. And, uh, I lost the baby. And we talked about what that means. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had this dream a few nights ago, and I thought, you know what? This is freaky. Like, I don't often have scary dreams, first of all. Sure. And probably not since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's very short. Here's how it goes. I'm, I'm staying by myself in some remote cabin mm-hmm. out in the woods somewhere. And, uh, okay, not too scary. And uh, the guy staying in the cabin right next to me is the host of that show, Bizarre Foods, the fall fat guy, uh, Andrew Zimmerman. <laughs> you familiar with it? Greg, do you know that show? Yeah. No. You know, oh, yeah, he's uh, Andrew Zimmerman. He's a bald guy, kind of fat. He just goes, his show, he goes around the world eating weird, gross stuff from other cultures and uh, disgusting stuff that people in other countries eat. And, um, yeah, so it's like, in my dream, we're kind of like buddies, I think. Like, we're going on some, like, weird trip where we're staying in log cabins, but they're, like, separate. And he thinks it's funny to, like, try to freak me out. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so he starts doing this thing where he walks up to my cabin door and he's just staring at my cabin door and I'm on the, on the inside. He's on the outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking in, my, in the dream, I'm thinking to myself, okay, Andrew Zimmerman, like I'm very aware of Andrew Zimmerman, but that doesn't weird me out. And it was just like, okay, Andrew, like we're, I think, I think we were like old buddies or something yeah. in the dream. And, um, yeah. And so then I'm like laugh at first, but he doesn't stop. Sure. Uh, it's kind of like in a movie where, like, in my dream, I could see myself in the cabin, and then yeah, it you... kept cutting to, like, Andrew Zimmerman outside, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's still staring at my cabin door. Yeah. And so I'm like, God, how long is this going to last? And I go up to my cabin door, and I, I, like, peep out. I look at the people, and his face is, like, right up against the door. Yeah. Freaking terrifying me now. now. Now I'm – yeah, now a- Andrew – I'm like, Andrew, this is not – like i don't have any bizarre foods in here like he was starting to scare me at that point (laughs) he would not not go away and he wasn't cracking the smile what's that (laughs) i mean he was not laughing he wasn't smiling i was like oh shoot and so and it just went on for like a while i kept looking at the people he was still there this big ball that face right in front of my Door. And so I, I think in my dream, I started yelling and I started like getting pretty, like pretty bad language. I have to say yeah, language that our viewers may not appreciate, but I started yelling this at him. Um, and then that's what woke me up. Mm. Hey, have yeah. you just, have you just watched the show? Was that? No, that's the weird part. I haven't seen that show in a long time. Yeah, but here's the thing. In the morning, I thought, you know what? I think did it. It was right after uh, that night. I had seen the season premiere of Walking Dead. Mm. Okay, and that kind of freaked me out because I, I shouldn't see that kind of stuff right before going to bed. So maybe that's why. <laughs> I had this he wasn't a zombie or anything, but he yeah. was scary enough for me. Mm. Uh, and I was like yelling, Andrew. Uh, I think, I, yeah, I think like, anyways, well, I won't say it, but yeah, and uh, yeah, and then that's what woke me up. So I don't know if we, yeah, anyways, very weird. I don't know why I was, you know, so who knows? So, so you know, wait, so what, what's your interpretation of all this then? Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It bothers me because I don't normally have scary dreams. Sure. <laughs> I guess I just, so that, I just don't really know where to go with this segment. I don't. Well, are you saying that you know this is you have India? I mean, do you have any idea what it could be about? I mean, yes. Okay. What? Okay. Spill it. Which is? Well, I haven't seen the show, but Andrew Zimmerman and I associate with food. Yeah, and You're I right. think it's a way okay. for me subconsciously. I think food, I think I feel like I've been, like, not exercising enough, maybe, not eating properly. And Andrew, in my dream, I think represents food. He represents what I'm going to become if I keep stuffing my face. Yeah. So he'll he'll just stare at you till you stop eating? I don't know. And it was weird, because we were, like, kind of friends. See, that's the other thing. It started out friendly. Like, we were pals, I think, going on some sort of camping trip of some sort yeah and he didn't say a single word though i just kind of had this understanding in the dream um 
very bizarre. It was. It wasn't. So you guys probably thought this was going to be dirty. This is not dirty. Yeah, no, it's just. Yeah, we it's really hard. weird. It's making me. Yeah. Right. I, I'm not quite sure what you're afraid of exactly. A fat man staring at you through the window. Yeah. Like, does he you want you to eat? It was scary. No, it was. It, I'm telling you, when I woke up, it was scary. Because I woke up yelling, and that's what woke me up out of the dream. I, like, yelled to wake myself up. Mm. I was like, Andrew! Andrew! Yeah. Fuck you! <laughs> yeah. So now we've come to it. Okay. Yeah. That's what it was. I mean, it was, I was getting quite angry with him. I was like, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's sort of uneventful. You know, no no, no uh, women in it. No, uh, no yeah. babies being no long no island beaches, no, just you okay. in the woods with a kind of scary. Yeah, was Jamie Lee Curtis there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possibly. No. No. She was was not it there? was Possibly. it Camp Crystal Lake? <laughs> was that where you guys were at? Yeah. Why would Perhaps. you be going on a camping trip with him? Unless it was to Camp Crystal Lake, but why? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe they heard heard rumor about the disappearances out there. I don't know. Yeah, I was hoping what either of you would have had an answer for me. No, I don't. I, I you know I think that, that you should, probably shouldn't watch The Walking Dead because yeah. it seems like the cost is a little high because you might get semi scary, kind of boring, not really should be mentioned dreams uh, out of it. <laughs> I was gonna say that too. That's weird. I had all those. Hey, you weren't there though. You weren't there. You don't know what it felt like. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for interpreting the dream. You don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. But sure. no. Yeah, it's good. I liked it. Greg's taking. See, Greg's taking this lightly, but yeah, this was serious <laughs> at the time. I I, I just don't. But you think yeah, it might be, yeah. maybe it's the, maybe you know, so it's some kind of prophecy, perhaps. Mike. Or maybe it's maybe that's like your uh, your your. Um, it's your body telling you should eat more, you know, or I you know your sense of. Uh, you know, it's your appetite telling you. You know, avoid uh, avoid the woods. Avoid, avoid bad food because this guy obviously eats weird food, and I don't know. I mean, I can't. Uh... Either that or like, see, Andrew, I think could also represent me because you know we're also represent ourselves in the dream. Yeah, there's a theory that everyone. <laughs> yeah, which that's I, what I think. I, I love I love these dream interpretations because it's all bullshit. All yeah, of it. Yeah, of course, Sam. Like because like there's no there's no scientific correlation, and there's no way you can prove. That you dreamed about the future or something like, you know what I mean? Like, and they've been doing this for a hundred years now, interpreting dreams. I saw, well, I saw a show once where a guy tried to get into someone else's dream. That is they actually the plot of Inception, the movie. Yeah. That is not, that was not on the New York Times. No, but I'm talking about for real. Some guy was trying to get into someone else's dream. Are you sure it wasn't his body and then it was inner space? Mm. No, there was not. I don't mean like he was physically going to be in the dream, but like in his mind, he was entering a dream. Yeah, I think the Candyman did that too, right? <laughs> Didn't you know? Um, I can't remember. I think he did kill in the dream too. Like he was the, he was like the south side of, uh, he was like Chicago, Cabrini Green uh, area. I think the first one was. Yeah. Not a crazy idea. What happened? So, anyways, my point is that so Andrew could also represent me. Well, then you gotta go. Hmm. Are you bald? I'm thinking. He, uh, no, well, yeah, I, I think I am a little bit. Mm. I think he might be me from the future. Like he's my future self. 
And I think I'm scared of the future. See, that's what it comes down to. All my dreams are about how I'm afraid of the future. Yeah. This is sad. It's, it's yeah. so sad, Mike. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That's okay. I just that's the the, the sense of it is is just overwhelming sadness. So we're gonna have to cut this whole thing, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, <Get> gone. <laughs> oh, excellent, Greg. Quick question: Which would you rather mm. be at a putt putt golf course or a gambling riverboat if a zombie apocalypse broke out? Oh, gotta be the riverboat. Yeah. Why? Did, why is that? Do you think? Well, because you're on the water, presumably these things can't swim. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if just, they can, if they can, you know, you're dead anyway. So you just wait it out there. You just yeah, you just well, you try to take the boat out into open water, out to the ocean. I see. Yeah, you know, if it's on the Mississippi, you can get out. You can. Uh, Mike Mayella. Yep. Uh, during a zombie apocalypse, which would you rather be in? A hospital or a discount tire company? Hmm. Golly, it's always bad stuff that's happening in hospitals. It does seem that way. Doesn't it seem like that's the uh, worst place to be? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's always. And I just don't trust it. Yeah. I. I'm good. Uh, probably the discount tire place would be awesome. Because um, I, I would try to make some sort of fort out of tires um, to protect myself. Yeah, and then burn the some of them yeah, you and roll them towards them. them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. All sorts of creative stuff I could do. With tires, and see the thing about zombies that I like. See, if I had to be attacked by some sort of creature, mm-hmm. scary creature, zombies are good because there might be many of them, but they're very—they're supposed to be very slow. Yeah. So, like, I think we could actually have a chance against them. Like vampires, no, we would never have a chance against those. Yeah. Right. But zombies, but maybe. We'd like. We think we could. Yeah. But zombies, we we could put up a fight. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 stand a chance. Greg. <laughs> Middle of the forest yeah. or middle of a field? Forest. Yeah. See, I would have gone. See why? See, I think that this, I think that would be way scarier because I can't see anything. I mean, I thought you were just give me a non sequitur. I was just to answer. No. Yeah, I was, but I was thinking if a zombie outbreak <laughs> happened, which would you rather be in? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, no, nah, forest. I can get up in the trees, maybe, oh, or yeah. use the yeah. use the. Uh, you know, um, see, that's true. You could sharpen up weapons. You could probably build yeah. a whole. Uh, I mean, you saw Kevin Costner's Robin Hood. You know how to build a, you know, oh, yeah. city. <laughs> if he could do that move without an accent, I can defeat a whole army of zombies. With he a built tree. a tree city, Greg. Yeah, he really did. That that's was right. a, that oh, was a tree know. metropolis, and somehow without any nails or anything. I was a, that tree. It was yeah. It had its own vigilante justice. It was. It was yeah. that big. So bizarre that movie. Yeah, mostly because Christian Slater is in it. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, yeah. What kind of weird world do I live in where he's in a Robin Hood film? And Morgan Freeman was that? Uh, like Azim. Yeah. yeah. He was actually one of the good parts of the whole film. I it was great. Him. Yeah. But that's Hollywood just being, you know, making brilliant choices left and right. <laughs> it's like we need an Arab. No. Well, I'll give you a black guy. That's what they extended. Uh, yeah, he's a Moor. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. That... Yeah, we'll, we'll make him a Moor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds. Good. That's that's. There are no black people in England. Uh, just, just make him. Uh... Yeah, that'll say. He's from North Africa. Okay. All right, that works. <laughs> All right. 
because the North Africans were fighting during the Crusades. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we fudge history by 800 years. Well, uh, you know. Yeah. No big deal. Nobody's paying attention. No one's going to. I mean, Kevin Carson doesn't even speak with the English accent, for God's sake. So we're good. He's, he sounds like he just walked off the field of dreams into Sherwood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he just stepped right out of it. You know, he's like, oh, there's Whitey Ford. And then he just walked on into, oh, look, the Kingsmen. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, they're chasing down a boy who shot a deer on the king's land. Tell me they don't have anything better to do. Yeah, I would be like fighting like, you know, cholera and shit if I lived back then, let yeah. alone let alone killing some poor kid because he killed a deer. We're hunting on the king's land. That's it's, ridiculous. I just. That was like propaganda to me. It's just making them like Nazis, but in like old England, you yeah. know? Old English Nazis. Right. Worst kind. Old zombie English Nazis old. Who had a really good accent. Yeah. They always throw one in there like Ian McKellen. Let's be like, all right, well, he's in here now. We're serious. Right. Well, they had uh, King Arthur was. uh, Patrick Stewart, right? No. (laughs) See, that was. No, Men in Tights. Oh, Men in Tights. It was um, Sean Connery. Connery, yeah. And he's Scottish. That's kind of offensive, I think, for an Englishman. Yeah, you would think. Well, that's kind of his, like, one-upmanship, like, take that, so. Yeah, look what I did. Right. Anyway. Well, I don't it's like Liam Neeson playing Cornwallis or somebody. It's just real weird. Like, it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting choice. Right. All right, cool. Well, thanks uh, Thanks for playing. Um, well, good. I guess the Halloween special has come to a, a, a close. Yeah. Close. Is that any, does anybody have anything else? Uh, I feel like I have a lot more to say, but yeah. I guess if people want to write me, that's good. Yeah, yeah. If you want to contact Mike Mail, you can do it at MikeMail at gmail.com. Right. I'm not taking mail from, from women anymore, though. Sure. Sure. Uh, that uh, work out so well the last time. Uh, yeah, Mike has a long-running email war with uh, the insane clown posse. Yeah, you do not want to mess well, with these guys. And, yeah. Uh, there was this uh, Cassandra was writing me for a while. Sure, and Mike and Mel then, was uh, also dating Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock. In a little place we call nowhere. <laughs> Bill. Yeah, that's yeah. The Sandra Bullock part is made up. Yeah, all the rest of it's true though. Yeah. The rest yeah. of everything is true. Every word. Every word. Every word is always is true. And we're gonna try to get a Twitter uh, account, right? That's right. I think we do have. I think I actually put I, Mike Mel put one out earlier today about a little Halloween uh, special recipe. Oh, what's our name, Mike? So, uh, fourth uh, time round with no A. That's fourth. So you time. just have to drop the A. You couldn't fit it. <laughs> All right, sweet. It's too expensive to add that A, and uh, probably should have thought about that before we named the show fourth time around. Yeah, true. Show. True. Well, it's two years ago. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, come on, Mike. There wasn't even Twitter two years ago, was there? There wasn't even the internet. It wasn't the internet. Yeah. We hadn't even, the moon was like an untouched, vast landscape. Right. Al Gore hadn't made it yet. Al Gore hadn't invented the internet and yep. weather. I invented fall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gregory Clyde Wolf, thank you, buddy. You're welcome. My pleasure. Uh, thank you, sir. Yep. And I was your host, Ross. So we're happy Halloween, everybody, and uh, we'll see you for hopefully uh, before four months. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bye. Well, meet me, mother and father. Meet me down the river road. 
And mama, you know that I'll be there when I check in, my lord. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Can hold my body down. 